Welcome to the Known Parent Podcast. This podcast is presented to you by your friends at LifeWake Student Ministry. We offer biblical solutions for life, and we want to help you lead your teenagers to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can learn more about LifeWay at www.lifeway.com and more about all that we offer through student ministry at www.lifeway.com students. Your hosts for the Known Parent Podcast are Rick Prawl and Mike Wakefield from Student Ministry Publishing at LifeWay. Rick has a 20-year-old daughter and a 17-year-old son. Mike has an 18-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old son. Between Rick and Mike, they have over 50 years combined experience in student ministry, church staff ministry, and ministry through student ministry publishing at Lifeway Christian Resources. Let's join them today as they share some of their experiences as parents, as those experiences relate to the Bible study topic and known for this month. Make you known, make you known, live our lives for Him alone, let His love Welcome to another episode of our Known Parent Podcast. I'm Rick Prawl. I'm joined by Mike Wakefield, your two hosts for this exciting adventure through uh, parent ministry as we talk about uh, the topic coming up this month in Known. This month we're talking about you've got a friend. It's all about friendships. And Mike and I uh, are here. Mike, how are you? I'm good, Rick. Just passed right by you there. That's okay. Um, No problem. Mike and I have brought in a friend. To help us talk about friends, uh, and we're going to introduce to you our friend Scott Stevens. Scott, how are you? I'm doing good. Glad to be with you guys today. Good. Hey, Scott. As we get started, for parents that are listening uh, to this podcast, you're brand new with us here in this parent podcast realm. Tell parents who you are, and tell us a little bit about your family. Well, all right. I have the privilege of leading the student ministry team here at Lifeway, and what that means is I get to lead a team that's responsible for all we do for students and their parents and their leaders. And so leaders from our publishing area, like you guys on our student publishing team, as well as the camps and events team that does our huge family of camps and training and other pieces of our work here, um, I get to lead that team, and it's, it's a lot of fun. That's yeah. good, and we appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell us about your family just a little bit. Well, I am married to Debbie. We've been married for 23 years, wow. coming up on 24. And uh, I have two kids. I have a daughter that's a sixth grade student, and I have a son that's a sophomore in high school. Well, good. That's a good deal. So we've got kind of the gamut here from sixth grade all the way up through junior in college. So. There you go. We might have some experience. <laughs> Guys, we're talking <laughs> good or about. Bad, yeah, good know. or bad. We're talking about uh, this whole idea of you've got a friend, and it's all about relationships and friendships. And, you know, really part of the point, just for parents as you're listening to this, part of the underlying. I guess, secret behind known is that this unit of study is really to help your your students, your teenagers, understand how to use their friendships as a point of influence to share Christ with their friends. But we really want to talk about just this topic of friendship and, and what we as parents can do to help facilitate you know, our kids having good friendships, how to guide them to avoid what we as parents might consider you know bad friendships, right. relationships that can get them into trouble, and, and some other things that we've learned along the way. Uh, so let's just kind of just throw that out. What have you guys done as parents to help your your kids in this area of, of thinking about friends from a, a godly perspective? Rick, as we talk about a lot on this podcast, we we tried to keep, especially as they were growing up into teenager, being a teenager and so forth, to keep a running conversation going about their friends and who their friends were and just tried to make it, it be okay for our, our kids to talk about that. And um, we just tried to 
not make a huge deal out of it. I mean, we wanted to try to let them, we weren't ones to dictate, okay, you can see this person, you can't see this person. Right. But we just try to talk a lot about values and what values your friends have and those kinds of things. I think that'd be similar for us, too. We we would know who their friends were and, and kids that they wanted to hang out with, you know, growing up and things like that a lot. Uh, just because of the context of, of being um, a student minister for so long, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of our context has been church. And, of course, that, that expands with school as they start school and, and then make these other friends. And, and what's interesting now is... Is I I know more about my uh, kids' closer friends, but I don't know as much about all the acquaintances, right? Okay, and and kids that they're in class with and things like right. that. But it is a lot, Mike. I agree. It's a lot about talking about what kind of person we we want them to be that we think the Lord wants them to be, right. and 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 trying to surround yourself uh, with those kinds of friends that would encourage you in that as well. Absolutely. And we've, I mean, we've obviously walked that same kind of road too, just trying to be real open with our kids about, you know, we want to know who your friends are. We want to know who you're hanging out with. And we want your friends to feel comfortable hanging out here at our house. Um, And we've tried to, as much as possible, you know, open up our home and try to provide a space, um, to allow our kids to bring their friends over and feel comfortable doing that. How have you guys handled as you, as you've walked through relationships and, and as our kids have gotten older, you know, you know, and they're going out and doing things, how have you guys handled that, that whole aspect of, man, I really need to know who you're hanging out with without trying to be too obtrusive and intrusive into their lives and saying, you know, if I don't know who you're hanging out with, I'm not going to let you go hang out with them kind of a thing. I think we, we just usually ask, (laughs) we, we, we do. We usually ask uh, about, I mean, it's just some basic stuff about, Hey, where are you going to be? And, and and who's going to be around, and I don't know that we've dictated uh, so so much as well. We've usually known uh, at least some of the some of the adults that would right. have been in a situation. It's a little different now uh, having a son that has a driver's license yeah. and right. his own vehicle. That changes even. things, doesn't it? And, it, right. and it does. And yeah. I think it's opening the door for some more conversations uh, about about who's going to be around and and uh, you know what you're choosing to do and who you're uh, with, riding with and with, who's in your car and yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah or if somebody you know right yeah. now if we do, if we don't know we would prefer there not be another student in his car right. unless right. unless we've talked about that for where he is right now as a young driver absolutely like I said our our, our kids have been really good about talking about their friends as they were growing up and so just being there to well, for me, I, I guess I'm a little more laid back with it. My wife's a little more wants to know a little bit more information, <laughs> you know, about it. But you know, the kids have been really good to say, "Here's who I'm with. Here's where I'm going. Here's what's happening." And and when we, when we ask, they would say, "Yeah, this is what's going on." But I like like Scott and with you, Rick, also with kids. Most of the time, the kids that our kids were hanging around with were church kids. Right. I mean, kids they were involved with at church. And so we already knew a lot of them, or we know a lot of them, and we know a lot of their parents. So that does help some. And I think, too, you can begin to watch that we always – haven't really seen it in my, in, in my children, but in watching other students and working with students as a student minister, all of a sudden you see a, a, a student who is not acting the way that – they were acting, you know, right. all of a sudden their character begins to change and their actions begin to change. And you start thinking, okay, something's happening here. And then you find out, oh, well, they're starting to hang out with the different person in a different group. And so I think too, trying to just be um, aware of some of those kinds of signs, you know, if your child starts acting differently, then you 
probably ought to step in and say, what's going on? So, That's right. We certainly try not to be naive about the right. possibilities of what might be going on because it, we just uh, – I've listened to the podcast recently. Y'all did on Temptation. We just know that, right. that those kinds of things are yeah. out there. And this this comes into play when you're, when you're with friends and things like that. But – uh, and I would say to there and to the Lord's credit, mm-hmm. we haven't had uh, a lot of situations where we've had to be overly concerned about that yet. Right. I, I think maybe more of those days, right? Uh, you know, could could be yeah. could be coming, yeah. could be coming. But it, it's interesting. Sometimes I get information from my from my kids that makes me uh, realize that some of the friends or some of the people that they used to hang out with may be going down a different path. Yeah. And they'll bring that up where I wouldn't have known about it right. uh, without them telling me. Yeah, and we've really, you know, agree with you, Mike, as far as you know, our kids, a lot of their friends from church, and and we get to know their parents at church, and and if it's somebody that we don't know, it gives us an opportunity just to get to to know those parents. I know that, you know, my wife and I have we've wanted to feel comfortable when our kids have gone to somebody else's house, just the same way that we would hope parents feel comfortable with kids coming over to our house, mm-hmm. but we also know that that you know parents parent differently um, and have yeah. different different thoughts and different rules. We've always wanted to know, you know, when our kids were going to somebody's house, especially if it was an overnight thing, uh, we really want to kind of know, you know, who those parents are, especially if it's, you know, it's a party, something going on. We want to know what kind of party's going on and what kind of parents are going to be there. Um, and that has caused some friction a couple times, especially with our son, um, as he moved into some different social circles that yeah. were outside of church and outside of those realms and, and thinking, you know, this is probably not the best choice and we'd really like to get some more information before we go. And, and that creates some friction at home, some, some parent drama. (laughs) But we've always told our kids that, man, God has given us the responsibility as your parents to, you know, that we are, we are in charge of you. God has given us stewardship of you as, as our kids. We're supposed to take care of you as, as his property. And so we're trying to do our best to guide you. And we've tried to be really careful because, you know, working in student ministry world, you know, we're familiar with the term helicopter parents and trying to be really into that mode. I don't want to be a helicopter parent. Uh, Maybe I'm a paper airplane parent. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, For parents that are listening to us, what what does that term mean, helicopter parents? For me, it's it's really, um, it's a smothering, Mm -hmm. it's a smothering load of attention that I, I think comes from some different places. I think it comes from genuine Care and concern, and, and believing this is uh, part of my um, God-given responsibility as a parent right. to be uh, so on top of these things. Right. But I think when it gets when it gets to kind of a helicopter deal, it's it's when that starts to go over the edge some, and it can become overprotective. And I think sometimes it's for parents. Uh, who maybe made some not so great choices, right. like I did, make some not so great choices as a teenager. And the last thing in a wor- in the world I want to see happen is my kid do that, mm-hmm. or even how if they did make a choice like that, it's going to reflect poorly on me as right. a parent. Right. I think there's a lot of a lot of things that go into to why. I know some of the stuff you hear. And I know Mike has a uh, you you guys both have uh, kids that are in college. Talk about parents, you know, um, college admission folks kicking parents out of right. the interviews and stuff. Because look, this isn't about you; it's about your kid. But right. but it's kind of gone to that sort of level right. uh, of involvement, which can be bad because you know our son when they took him in to set him up for scheduled classes. I mean, we spent you know you know twelve years in school with him, trying to guide him, and and we know where his strengths and weaknesses are. And he got loaded up with a class schedule that he just said, "Okay, I'll take that." 
without a lot of guidance, huh. and as a result, really had some serious issues this first semester in college, which as parents, we were looking at thinking, you know, we might want to pull back just a little bit, but we didn't have that opportunity to do that. Hmm. At the same time, we're trying not to be that overprotective parent and get into all that stuff and letting him grow up. I mean, that's part of our job as parents, mm-hmm. too, not only to be stewards of our kids, but to equip them and empower them and help them to be able to be prepared to be independent and leave where do you draw the line on that and how do you help them in that? It becomes really difficult. As you know, now that you've got somebody that's driving, that opens up all Lord. that stuff. <laughs> yes. uh, and I think that's it, such a fine line to walk that of when to, when to hover, when to not, when to let go. I think that's so hard. I think that, you know, because, and if you're not careful, you'll second guess yourself to death. You know, well, I should have done, I should have hovered here. I should not, you know. And, and not to over-spiritualize it, but I think that's probably the deal as I think about something else I could be praying more specifically about is is knowing when to do that exactly because right? I do exactly. think there are times when when it when it is helpful to do that to be maybe more engaged right uh and and times when when I need to back off, but it is this thing about what is the what is the balance what yeah. is the proper balance and and that um, I think too it's probably going to be different based on is be different based on the parent whether it's right, mom right. or dad or whoever right. is in that role right and uh, in in which child you're talking exactly. about right. exactly well we've got a session in this whole unit of study where we're going to really give students some biblical guidelines some thoughts about you know how to choose friends how do you guys from from a biblical standpoint as godly dads what have you done to help your parents? Or what have you done to help your students? I'm still trying yeah. to help my parents. They, you know, what have you done, done pretty to, try good. To, to try to help your students um, choose friends wisely in a way that's going to honor God? Well, as I said earlier, Rick, I think it was a conversation from the get-go about friends, even when they were even when they were children. You know, who's coming over, and just I mean, we just tried to talk about that a lot. You know. Uh, and things that would come up with in in their friendships, or if if uh, our daughter would talk about, oh, this friend's coming over. Well, tell us about it. Let's talk about. You know, we just tried to find out about and and say you got to look at more than oh, I just like her, or you know, he's fun, or let's talk about just the character thing. We've always tried to talk about character a lot right. with our kids. You know, their character and the people, the character of the people around. So again, I think you have to have some intentional conversations about that. At the same time, as we talked about before, you need to have those teachable moments because there's going to be times when they're going to get hurt and they're going to be they're going to and there's things that are going to happen to their friends or to people they know, you know, maybe some of their friends did make bad choices or are, are making bad choices. I mean, we just had a, an incident this week or this past week um, about one of our uh, one of our son's friends. He, um, you know, wrecked his car going way too fast, you know? Mm. So it was a a good teachable moment to a young driver, Mm. you know, to just say, okay, let's look, you know, let's talk about why he did this and what happens and the consequences that could have. Fortunately, he wasn't hurt, but you know, it's one of those things. So yeah, we tried to make, you know, take advantage (laughs) of all those kind of opportunities to say, here's the choices that you need to make. And and here's the friends you need to be around. And, and just to be really honest, we've been very, very blessed that we've not had to have many hard conversations with our two about the friends that they were hanging around with. So here's something else that I think is is really interesting in this too is is thinking about the the differences between acquaintances and friends and close friends. Mm-hmm. Cuz when you look at the scripture, I mean Jesus was able to relate to everybody. Right. 
I mean, the good people, the quote bad people, you know, the up and out, the down, whatever it was, everybody. The, he was he was able to have relationships to an extent that he could influence their lives. Right. But then he hung out with twelve guys. Right. And, and that's really who he hung out a lot with. Were these twelve guys that he spent a lot of quality time with? And even in those twelve guys, there were three: right, Peter, right. James, and John. You know, that got to see some extra special things. I refer to them as as uh, Jesus's youth council. But, <laughs> but you know, he hung out with those guys, and and I mm-hmm. I see that kind of deal. And thinking about how my my kids, and even how in growing up and friends that I've had, I've had times where I've been had acquaintances with a lot of people, mm-hmm. and and would want to would want to know them enough, and them know me enough uh, that if God chose to, He would use me to influence them. All right. But then it is this thing about, you know, those people that you, you know, do not be conceived, you know, that bad company can corrupt good morals, that that those truths are in there in our scripture for a reason. And so when it comes to those people that you're hanging out with or that are really that you're really tight with, uh, it is important, as Mike mentioned, that they be uh, people of character and integrity and and, uh, growing in their faith. That's right. And since you caught me on my word slip, I'll get you on that one too. Don't be conceived, really. Don't be deceived. Don't be conceived. Don't do that. And don't do that either, because if you're if you're having those kind of right. thoughts, they're going to give birth to sin and death. Well, wow, that, if we conceive that was them. Good, yeah, thank you. But I don't know about you. you know. Don't be conceived and given birth. So that's one of those exactly. things. That's where I was going. As dads, that we are concerned about is we're helping our, especially our daughters and who they're choosing as friends. You know, and as you guys were talking, you know, talking about being careful with friends and situations that come up. We've all got daughters. And I know with, with my daughter, there was always the, the friend drama, the girl mm-hmm. with girl with girl drama stuff that always went on. And those were difficult times to walk through to help our daughters understand, okay, what's the best way you can handle this in a way that's going to redeem this relationship, but it's also going to honor God. And, and it may be you need to walk away for a time. Um, and we had to see our daughter do that. With a with a best friend mm. that ended up deciding she was going to be best friends with both of their other friend, and it was like this, you know, a three way friendship going on, and and you know she ended up getting hurt, but then they came back, and and you know now that they're in college, they're back back to being really good friends. So I mean, it's just one of those cyclical things. Another part of that this session though, that second session is choosing friends that won't lead you into trouble. What have you guys done as dads? Because I think that becomes, it's almost like a dad thing. I'm going to try to keep you out of trouble. Um, because in this, in this session, we've got one of these stories of you know, friends that just do stupid stuff. Um, it's a humorous story, although they end up dying in the end. It's not humorous, but you have to read the story. Is that the story. part that yeah. cracked you up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to see the story. Yeah. But as I was talking with some students this week, as we were talking about you know, going through the student podcast, we all have stories of when we were growing up, of friends that led us to do friends that led me to do mm-hmm. stupid stuff. How do we help our kids walk through that without getting into those really serious things that as dads were trying to keep them out of? Good question. Um, because I think some of it, it's interesting that you say that Rick, because I, as you said that about, you know, in, in your own, Youth years, you had those friends. I'm thinking, yeah, I can think back sometimes that you <laughs> and know, Scott's I did already that. confessed. Yeah, yeah. Scott's already, you know, confessed, and so conceived everything. <laughs> you know, some of this, and I don't, and once again, I don't over spiritualize at all, and you know, don't want to get preachy, but I remember my mom and dad talking about 
when I was born that they gave me to the Lord and said, you know, this is your child. And, and, and so we tried to do the same with Hannah and Joshua and, and we did do the same to say, you know, this is your, you've given them this one to us for, for stewardship. But I'm going to tell you, some of that is just grace, I think, because we can't control, we can't be there every moment right. that they're, they're, they're out of our sight and they're out there. That's why we've got to do a really good job when they're younger to try and talk about those character issues and right. so forth, because they're going to be, especially as they get older and into teenage years, that that line of them pulling away from us gets wider, you know, and, and, and so, you know, some of that is just relying on the Lord and just saying, you know, you, we need you to watch over because I know that they're going to make some choices that I wouldn't agree, that I don't agree with. Even now, you know, at at 21, you know, there's things that my daughter's choosing. I mean, she's a great girl and all those things, very godly girl, but still she makes, she's having to make choices as for herself. You know, and, you know, her mom and I are going, oh, man, you know, (laughs) you know, I'm not sure that's a wise choice. But you know what? She's 21 years old. And hopefully we've done our work in the years earlier to lay lay the foundation for her. Um, (laughs) It's it's sort of interesting. I was thinking about my daughter. She is very much uh, she is still very much wants to follow the rules when there are rules out there. She's going to follow the rules, and as she can, she will try to be sure that others. Um, <laughs> she's going to help them are, follow too. She's going to help. She's going to help them follow the rules too, and so, uh, so I think that that's kind of interesting, and that that's what will be interesting to see how that evolves with her right. as she gets older and enjoys a little more freedom. You know, she's still bumping up uh, against right now the some of the freedoms that her brother enjoys because he's. She, he's older, and of course that that isn't fair. And when, when I think about <laughs> when I think about him, um, he is the kind of guy that in that in probably a good many situations is is a leader kind of guy, uh, whether it's on athletic teams or in other things that he's doing. And I think one of the things that I I try to talk uh, to him about is when it comes to being influenced by friends or doing right. these other things that. That he could be someone mm-hmm. that could, you know, he he knows what's right and wrong. But you could also be someone to help lead others away, maybe from something that right. you know, man, this just isn't going. Uh, not that he hadn't made mistakes, not that he won't, but but you could be someone that others would look to um, when when the question's kind of up in the air about which way is this thing going to go. Yeah, I think it's a thing of being about. Let's sometimes the message that we want to give to our kids in that area, it comes across harder if we're saying, well, don't do this, don't do this. But if it's like Scott said, if we can change that around and say, Hey, you know what? You can be the person that, that saying, let's go do something, you know, make it a positive. You can be the one that's leading people the right way. instead of just saying, don't do, don't do, don't do all the right. time. And so that, once again, just trying to encourage and inspire, you know, and motivate your, your child, your son or daughter to say, you know, you be the one that steps up and, <laughs> right. and makes the right choice. Well, and to be the parent that that steps in and demonstrates grace as well when our kids make mm-hmm. bad choices and they come and say, you know what, that was just a terrible choice and there are consequences with this choice, but I still love you. I'm yeah. still proud of you. I'm still going to be here with you. I mean, we've had to walk that road, you know, with our son recently and, and just, you know, you have to come down as the, as the heavy parent, but at the same time that, you know, this doesn't, what, what has happened doesn't erase the fact that I'm your parent, I'm your dad, I still love you, I'm still yeah. going to be there to support you. Let's see if we can work through this and make some better choices. I think that's a great message, Rick, for the parents who are sitting out there listening to this who 
who's maybe a son or daughter or both or, or have made some bad choices and maybe are making wrong choices. And I think we want to say to you, you know, one, pray, 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 yeah, you right. know, and bathe that child in prayer. Um, but secondly, don't give up. You know, you, right. you're, they're still there. You're still your, they're still your child and you just need to continue to love them. And, you know, don't just don't give up. Don't, don't see yourself as a failure. Don't see them as a failure. Know that, you know, as you said, there's grace in the Lord and there's forgiveness, you know, and if you've never had a conversation with your teenager, it's not too late to have one today. Right. Well, and, and if you've not ever prayed for your kid, I right. mean, it's right. not too late to start. I mean, we have made it a practice that both my wife and I individually, but together as a couple as well, but individually, I mean, every morning before I leave to go to work, I go into my kids' rooms, and I did it while they were in school. I'd pray over them. Now they're away to college. I still go into their rooms and pray over them at their bed, mm-hmm. and I let them know that from time to time, that, hey, I prayed for you today. just want you to know I'm praying for you every day, just to kind of keep that before them. Sorry, I cut you off there, Scott. No, that's, that's okay. When Mike was, was talking about that, I just especially in the Lord, failure is not final. That's right. I mean, and it's just, it's just not. And uh, so be ye encouraged. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep on keeping on. Well, one other thing I wanted to touch on as we're wrapping this one up is is in the third session of this Bible study material, we, we introduce the topic, and it's not something that we just introduce the first time. We talk about this regularly in our student materials, uh, is the importance of an accountable relationship, accountability partners. We talk about that a lot. First of all, let me just ask you guys, is that an important part of, of your relationship, your life as an adult, and how can we help make that important to our kids, help them understand that this is an important, something that you need to do that you should get involved in? I don't, on a, not on a, on a formal basis as far as having a group that I sat down with, that kind of thing, but I have a couple of friends that we do a pretty good job of, hey, how's it going? How's your walk? What's, you know, some of those informal conversations that, you know, I know they're going to ask me about that. I know right. that I've got to be honest, right. you know. So, yeah, I think that's absolutely important. And I think, once again, um, for your student, to, for, for, for that student to have those kinds of friends, that they're walking with friends who also are walking with the Lord, um, it's just really, really cool to hear, you know, when, when my son comes in and he talks about, hey, you know, he names a friend. You know, we were we were talking about the lesson Sunday and blah, 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 and this is what he said. That's this cool, is what man. I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm like. Yes, Lord. You know, I try not to act. You. I was like, oh, well, that sounds good. You yeah. know. <laughs> You're still going Casual. shouting. That's right. right yeah. You know, or to see even now on just notice on the, on uh, on his Facebook page of the night, he was having a, a spiritual dialogue with a friend. Yeah. You know, about absolute truth. You know, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's good. That's what I want that's to have good, happen. Yeah. yeah, I think. Uh, I think my experience would be similar, not not in a formal arrangement, but I am glad to have friends like that in an informal way. I think one of the things uh, with students too, and we talk about it in other other realms of their of their faith life, is is trying to help them see that this deal about accountability is not judging, right? Yeah, uh, someone because it's the last thing a student or hardly anybody these days wants to be accused of is being judgmental towards someone else. And so to be able to approach this topic from uh, mutual encouragement instead of, you know, I'm just, I'm waiting for you to mess up sort of thing. When I, <laughs> so I can nail you. <laughs> I taught youth ministry courses at a Baptist university for a couple of years. And, and I, I tell you, that's probably the last time I really felt like somebody's accountability partner. Cause I know for my students, mm. 
you know, if I wasn't their accountability partner when it came to quizzes and tests right. and things That's like right. that, they yeah. wouldn't they wouldn't be taking care of their things. And in that expectation, it does right. it raises people's uh, uh, level of response and, and faithfulness and things. And so I think it's a it's a very good thing. All of us, if if we uh, if we know we're going to need to respond. Uh, to something that's really important, we will give attention to that. Right. And that's what we're talking about here is stuff that's really important to give attention to th- that we want to encourage that's to right. happen. Yeah. Well, and just to get our kids kind of funneled in, in that direction, whether you know it's in school, being involved in a, a you know Bible study, you know campus ministry thing that's going on. As our kids have gone off to college, we've encouraged them and kind of directed them to you know get involved in you know Baptist collegiate ministry or campus mm-hmm. crusade or something just from that standpoint of that we understand and realize it's important to have some other Christian folks around you that are, yeah. are encouraging you in your walk with the Lord we've just seen a tremendous you know difference in our daughter's experience at college from her first semester when she wasn't involved in any ministry activities to now the last year and a half that she's been heavily involved in campus crusade and and the difference that has made not only in her walk with the Lord, but in the way that she's responding and leading others, she's going to be stepping up and, and leading a Bible study this next year and mentoring some girls, which is just a a cool thing to see that happen again. As a dad, you're sitting there thinking, that's great. That's exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. Um, and trying to help our kids understand the importance of that. The guys that I meet with at our church on Wednesday night, um, I've got a discipleship group that I meet with, and I, I continue to encourage them to find accountable relationships. And a lot of those guys have hooked up with each other and, and have said that that has made a difference at school as they walk through the halls at school mm-hmm. when they're surrounded by all the other stuff that's going on to know that, man, I've got a guy that's going to hold me accountable to the thing I just said. Yeah. Um, and that is a, a great thing for them to hang on to. Right. And, I, and I'm, we haven't touched on this specifically, but as we think about... Um, trying to encourage uh, our kids around their friendships. Um, it's that same deal about what we model in other areas. We model in this area too. They're going to see how we treat our friends yeah. and what kind of friend yeah. we are. Right. And uh, if somebody disappoints us, how are we going to respond to that? Or if somebody that we used to, they used to knew that we talked to or we would see each other, mm-hmm. whatever. And all of a sudden that stops to know, you know, and even how we would talk to our spouse about that relationship. Right. They're picking up all that sure. stuff That's uh, a great point. as well. Yeah. Any last words? I just thought about this earlier. Uh, this is just kind of a maybe it's a just a practical point or uh, how important it is. But we always try to say, and you, you mentioned it earlier, Rick, and I think it's a good point. And just some a tip or two to you know how can you get more involved or how can you help with your student with friends that they're around. But we always said to our kids, you know, our home is open. Right. We want you to be here. And I can't think of maybe maybe one time, maybe I don't know if ever that when our kids have said, "Hey, can so and so come over? Can this group of friends come over?" That we've not said, "Absolutely, that's fine, right. no problem," you know. And so I think that's just a real good thing if you're if you're and be real open and loving to their friends. I mean, it sounds kind of stupid to even say right. that, but you know, sometimes you can give off an air, you know. But we just tried to be very friendly, very open to their friends, and, and we wanted our home to be a place where. Our our children and their friends felt they could hang out and be comfortable, and it's right. not a big deal. And and so that was one thing. And the other thing is is that be a, find ways to be around your your students' friends. Right. I mean, I coach baseball with Joshua, and so a lot of the guys that he plays baseball with are his friends. Teaching Sunday school, yeah. you know, so I'm around a lot of those kids, and they're so they're comfortable with me. 
And so, you you know, you're sitting there listening to the podcast and you say, well, I don't coach. But you could be a youth sponsor. I mean, if you're at church, then you could jump in on Wednesday night or right. help out. There's just some ways that you can be involved where your kids are with their friends so that right. their friends are comfortable with you. That's right. And, and as a lot of the parents that are listening to this know, there will be friends of your children um, who may be able to have a relationship with you that they're not having with another adult. Yeah, that's right. And they might be able to uh, or be more willing to share things with you where you could minister to them or encourage them or point them in some directions just because you have the relationship that Mike, yeah. that Mike just spoke about. And, and that's, uh, that's just another avenue of, of ministry that yeah. we can have. That's yeah. right. Parents, as we're wrapping this one up, let me just give us give you a plug as we do every month, or we try to. Uh, if you're not using our materials for parent our parent meeting plan materials at your church, uh, those are free, and you can go out to our website and grab those. Lifeway.com slash known. Click on that leader tab. Uh, click on the uh, the known 07, the spring resources, and you'll find our parent meeting plans. At the end of the parent meeting plan for this particular month, we've given you some questions each week that will help, you know, you know, develop some conversations related to this topic of friendship uh, to give you some some directed questions to ask your students. So enjoy those, use those, and come back next month as we pick up a brand new topic.